Phil Kirpin is my guest on the Crosstalk on WIZM to talk a little about why, why it is I thought for sure it was the CDC and the mask mandate and the numbers were all about the math. As soon as the numbers drop, we're going to be all over open, open, open. Well, as soon as we get the numbers down and we get some, we get some money from the government and we get some police uh, correction and we get, we get, we get. It, it has less to do every day with COVID and more to do with what unions want to do with this uh, pandemic, with this uh, health emergency. Phil Kirpin, good morning. Thanks very much for talking with us. What's going on out there in some of these uh, school districts around the country? Well, we've got a really weird phenomenon now, which is, um, you know, all these states, including a lot of the liberal ones, are finally lifting their mask orders and their distancing orders and their business shutdowns and all this kind of stuff. And then they all have these asterisks. They say, you know, accept the schools. Keep those masks up tight. You know, and I think it's because, uh, and, and by the way, children... This is this is an interesting, very important point. Children unvaccinated have a hundred times lower risk than a vaccinated senior. Yeah. So think about that. Uh, you know, the age the age difference with this virus is so steep that it's it's much steeper than the difference between vaccinated and unvaccinated. And just I mean, just they're staggeringly low risk for young people, and yet. You know, we, in a lot of places, they were locked out of school for most of the year. Other places, they're masked and continue to be, even when all the adults have been unmasked. And so the new bizarre thing we have is, uh, you know, in liberal areas, you got unmasked parents walking around with masked children. There are a lot of bizarre things going on. But, you know, I think that the to, to answer your question, I think that this happened to people who were never at risk and never should have had their lives disrupted children uh, because initially there was some fear. And by the time that was sorted out, uh, there was a crisis to be exploited, and in particular to be exploited by the teachers unions. Teachers unions who saw this as a chance to uh, massively increase funding, uh, as well as to, you know, not really have to work too much, get the phone in, zoom it in from the beach, and that kind of thing. <laughs> and I really believe they they behaved disgracefully through all of this. And really, the, the the big turning point that led to such a disrupted school year for so many was back in you know last year, about a year ago in the summer, when uh, the president came out and said the school should all be open. And then that meant that the media and the liberals had to be against it because they were against anything President Trump was for. And the American Academy of Pediatrics said all the schools should be open and no masks in grade schools and everything like that. And then 10 days later, they issued a joint statement with the teachers union basically saying, ignore all the science and everything in that report we put out last week. If the unions want to close, it should be closed. So they just became a political entity, essentially. Right. Um, well, what did they do in that meeting? influence continued from there. They this... did the same thing this year with the CDC guidance in February. They sort of just big-footed it uh, with their own union agenda as opposed to what the science actually showed. What do the union leaders have over health officials that can keep them towing their line? When the union says, no, 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 we can't have any of that no-mask stuff. We can't have any of that come-back-to-school baloney. We're going to have a joint uh, uh, press conference, and we're both going to stand hand-in-hand and announce that all the science we told you about last week is wrong. Because we're the school union, and we all stayed at a Holiday Inn Express. I don't know what's what's what what is with that. Well, you know, I think that the political left plays a team game in this country, and uh, unfortunately, 
you know, one of the worst aspects of this whole pandemic is how it became totally political. And, you know, it's interesting because sometimes I'm going through a tunnel if I'm breaking up. I'm going to be no, no, I second. got you. So, uh, I, you know, sometimes we like to think, oh, doctors, they make a lot of money. They're probably more Republican. Uh, but it's interesting. If you look at, there was a study a few years ago that looked at the politics of doctors by specialty. And surgeons, for instance, very conservative, mostly Republican. Anesthesiologists, very conservative, mostly Republican. But all the way on the other end of the, of the chart, the ones that are almost all liberal Democrats, the specialties that are almost all liberal Democrats, the most liberal was infectious disease specialists. Ah. After that was psychiatrists, and after that was pediatricians. And, you know, I just think that, you know, given, given the nature of what this was and the kinds of doctors that were involved, um, they're really part and parcel of the political left in this country. And I think they put their allegiance uh, to left-wing agendas uh, ahead of just doing a straightforward presentation of the science. Phil Kirpin is the president of American Commitment. Thank you, Phil, for talking with us this morning. I could go on and on and on. I'm up against the clock. I apologize for a short conversation, but that's what happens. A study in the uh, Journal of American Medical Association pointed that uh, if kids miss the first two months of elementary school, it will be years before they get that. It's just, you know, man, oh, man, I am so glad that the uh, teachers' unions around here care as much about getting the kids back in school as uh, anything else. That's, uh, man, oh, man, oh, man, oh, man, oh, man.